Shades of Football. Uh, I guess if we're recording it must be a Monday. We must have a wealth of information to share with the listeners. Uh, One hopes so. What we can remember after last after yesterday's bender. There's <laughs> <laughs> too many jokes in there that they'll get taken off air again. Um, yep, I guess you had more of a bender than what I did. Well, I kind of went home reasonably trying, early. Are you trying to insinuate something about my sexuality? Uh, just the, the company that you keep. <laughs> yeah. I which, might, might which, have stayed out till quite late with Alistair. Which hill did you go up? <laughs> are you sure it was the right one and not the, and not the wrong one? Uh, the only hill we went up was African Hill. Not to be confused with the Africa TV hill. Which would have been preferable. Yes. So you were out celebrating um, your team's lucky escape. Yep, I was. And you were crying into your pizza at home, presumably. Yeah, I think I was actually lying face first in my pizza at home, if I remember right, when I woke up this morning. But uh, I'm sure we'll discuss that game in the actual uh, reviews. Yep. Okay, so, Paul, what was the... What was the, the idea behind the intro music this week? I'm sure it's a tune you recognised from your childhood. Uh, yeah, well, for some of us from our childhood, some from our adolescence. Don't, let's not tar me with the same brush as you, Paul. I'm not quite that old. <laughs> You're older than me by like five years. <laughs> but no one believes it, though. Wait till we see the video, guys. I'm the young-looking guy in black. He's the, he's the old, balding guy, and that well, doesn't cut it down, actually. There's quite a few you guys are balding in the Diablos. But um, anyway. Uh, so, yes, the theme tune was Neighbours, that fantastic uh, Australian soap opera drama from the 1990s, I believe, 80s? 80s, I believe it's still ongoing. Could well be, yes. I believe Carl Kennedy's still in it. Really? Mm. Who was Carl Kennedy? The Doctor. Ah, okay. The TV show that launched a thousand careers. So, Paul, what was the idea? What was the thinking behind the theme tune? Was it any thinking, or were you just reminiscing and feeling melancholy this morning when you woke up? Actually, the last time FC so won Tanchon, Neighbours was probably still popular, yeah. What last year when we scored a last-minute goal? Yeah. <laughs> Shite. <laughs> I've wiped that game from my memory. I guess. I guess the meaning could be twofold. I mean, there there is an original meaning, which is why this song was chosen. But now you've mentioned it, I must say that thanks to our neighbours at Tanchon conceding a last-minute goal for us for us winning, that the title dream still lives on. So thank you. Everyone needs good neighbours, and Songnam have proved, proven to be good neighbours this time. I knew you would slip something out of Songnam in that in that intro, you piece of. Anyway, but, yes. But the original reason I chose this is because there's a programme in Korea on KBS called My Neighbour Charles. <laughs> which basically uh, each week goes and spends some time with a different foreigner inter- uh, investigating their life, how they live in Korea, 
and tomorrow's broadcast, which I think is at 7.30 on one of the KBS channels, uh, the three Brazilians from Puchon are the, the, the stars, shall we say. Yep, Rodrigo so. Pirana, Lukian, and everyone's favourite blonde, Almir. So we, obviously we've spent the best part of 30 episodes slagging Almir off. <laughs> we have, actually, yeah. But this could be a chance to get to know the real Almir yep. and, and find out why he is so shy because presumably he's spending all his time kissing fishes and whatever yep. else you picked up from the... So if you, if you want to know if there's more than just pink boots, if you want to know the man behind the hair, it's 7.30? Of course, by the time the podcast gets out... It will be no one done with. <laughs> but, but presumably there'll be a, a Tashi Porgy on YouTube or something. So basically, so this whole conversation is pointless. Should we start again? <laughs> no, let's keep going. Also, guys, uh, the K-League uh, podcast, the Four Aces of Football podcast episode of My Neighbour Charles will be screened around about December. We'll keep you... <laughs> We'll keep you updated as to when me and Paul will be getting followed from bars to transgender bars to Hooker Hill to police stations and <laughs> to taxi ranks. It would be good if we get Almir out for an encore as well. <laughs> Can you imagine if they followed one of me and your normal exploits after the game? They get a record number of complaints into points of view, I reckon. Uh, yeah, let's not ever get on that TV show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think we're quite famous enough yet, anyway. And, unless, of course, it's the Jessica Diva special. Anyway, I'm sure that's enough marketing for Korean TV. There must be some football we can talk about. Uh, I don't know if there's any football we talk about, but there was definitely some fixtures played at the weekend. It'd be interesting to see how our, how our predictions from last week worked out. Well, we can check them, because SoundCloud isn't allowing us to upload anything. Thanks to... Uh, anyway, let's move on. Thanks to some communication and finance issues. So, the listeners won't have heard it yet, but we did actually review the Jamaica game while it was in progress and immediately after. So, we don't need to do any detailed review of that this week, I think. Suffice to say, Korea won 3-0. They did, yes. And suffice to say that the Jamaican team of present is nowhere near the Jamaican team of the reggae boys of old. Actually, it's quite shit, to be honest. Um, that's what happens when you have Crystal Palace players as your main as your main star. And Sorry, Clark. Is he Jamaican? No, it was his own choice. <laughs> Just to wrap up the, the Jamaica game, I'm glad we got free tickets and didn't pay for it. Definitely, yeah. <clears throat> and thank you very much to the friend of a friend of a friend of Paul's who got us the free tickets for the game. So... If I recall correctly from last week's podcast, we had the Jamaica game on the Tuesday, followed by FA Cup games on the Wednesday, FA Cup semi-finals. We did have indeed, yes. And I think at the time I predicted two home wins, you predicted two away wins. Yep, and none of us was right. We were both half right, weren't we? Yes, we were both half right. Um... Or half wrong, depending on how your glass of water is. Obviously I watched the Seoul game on TV, I didn't make it down to Ulsan this time, I had something to do, but I watched it on TV. You went along to Incheon, I believe. I did, yes. I went to uh, Incheon v Jonam with um, Alistair, good friend of the podcast. Not, should... not anymore after giving my photo away. Well, yeah, but I have my photo, so he's still a good friend of half the podcast. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, shall we start with Incheon game? Okay, it was shit. Uh, it was terrible. The, the first nine minutes were probably 
some of the best nine minutes of football I've seen in Korea. Um, the next 81, if that's how many there was left, uh, were horrendous. And what was actually worse was that we were basing it on how many bottles of soju that we could drink after the game. So when it got to like 90 minutes and there was nothing each, we realised that was it. No, like, no time for, for dinner because uh, extra time penalties is what it looked like. And then literally 20 seconds, 20 seconds into um, extra time, Inchon scored. Ah, uh, which kind of really pissed everyone off. And then uh, the f the first goal was a pretty good goal actually. They, they were both pretty good goals. The first goal was in 91 minutes, well like 30 seconds basically. It was uh, Yoon Sang Ho. And then just before full time, Kevin Orris uh, noticed up a pretty sweet strike from the edge of the box. Mm. Maybe like 16, 18 yards out. Uh, and there was still time left for, for a penalty to Enchant. John and I were a poor lot. John and I were absolutely terrible. Uh, I know, I'm not sure if Ryan's still listening, but uh, if you are Ryan, God, I tell you, you've watched that team all season, I have no idea. Fair play to anyone who's actually watched them. Um, but, yeah, Inchon got a penalty. Kevin Orris stepped up, looking for his second goal. we make it 3-0, and uh, it was shit. It was a terrible penalty. Gyeongji saved it, right? Gyeongji saved it, yeah. And, so, uh, you, you want to retract the comment you made a couple of weeks ago that's saying that Gyeongji's career is over now? No, because Orris's penalty was actually that bad. Pretty much, I could have ran down from the from the stands, put on Byungji's like top, grew my hair that length, <laughs> and saved it. You could have grown your hair that length. <laughs> yep, <laughs> and and saved it. Uh, it. It was such a bad penalty. The thing is, like, Orris is a good player. He's probably the only reason Inchon are not in the relegation battle. He is a good player. What on earth he's doing at Inchon, I have no idea. He came out recently and said that he was offered uh, other clubs in Korea, in Korea and and in China, but he feels comfortable. He feels at home, and he feels that he 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 needs to repay Incheon for their faith, so he refused any moves. Um, that was last probably two or three weeks ago. I'm sure he'll move in the summertime, or sorry, not the summertime, but the winter, but the winter time. Uh, good player. I mean, pretty much most teams in the K League could probably would probably benefit from him, apart from Seoul probably having Adriano and Doris. I'm not really quite sure how that would how how, how that would work, but I wouldn't be surprised if if he moved to John Book. Uh, and back and to John Book. Back to John Book, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if he moved back. Uh, he's he's done well this season. Didn't they treat him badly last time though? Yes, so I think they did. I think surely he wouldn't go back for the, for the more of the same. Depends on whether they kind of promise not to treat him as bad as the last time. I have no idea. I, I don't know. I mean, I mean, Enson is not good enough for him. To be perfectly honest. Of course, good friend of the podcast, Lex, is actually friendly in person with Kevin. So I'm trying to get him to get us a a chat. So if you and me want to trade up to Enson sometime, definitely, yeah. Then we can have a brief chat with Kevin and get his take on Korean football, I guess. I'd, I'd love to meet the guy. He actually is a good footballer. There's so few good foreigners, so few good football and playing foreigners in Korea. Uh, Oritz is one, Adriano is two, and I don't think we get a third. Um, so, Paul, that leaves us with Ulsan Seoul. Seoul were actually shite for most of this game, <laughs> to be honest. Um, they scored one goal just before half-time, 
where the ball was kind of crossed in and everyone was looking at Adriano and he dummied it and left the ball and Takagi just ran through, trapped it and snuck it past the goalie for 1-0, did his, his sumo celebration. Which is quite strange that that's his celebration in Korea, but anyway. <clears throat> also, I didn't realise he's got a Korean wife. Oh. Well, I don't know whether she's Korean Korean or Japanese Korean, but but yeah, he's got a Korean wife. And then after half time, Seoul came out, and maybe ten minutes into the second half, they lo lobbed a long ball forward. Adriano was a, a meter or so behind the defender, but he ran on, bullied him off the ball, got the ball, dribbled it on, shot from the from the edge of the box, just inside the post for two nil. And at that time, it was looking good. And then of course, Seoul just sat back and started inviting Ulsan to come onto them and after 68 minutes the much maligned Kovacevic Kovacevic scored a goal which I actually missed because I was took, took my eyes away from the, from the screen for a second and he scored and they didn't show a replay so therefore I'm assuming it was a dodgy goal uh, the goal he scored against Sonam to put Sonam out of the cup was a world class goal um, he's been an interesting signing for Ulsan, having signed apparently in the winter time, and we missed it. Uh, but been injured and not playing until the summer transfer window. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, another one, another, but uh, a game that could have, yeah, from what I read online, could have been the same score the other way. Yeah, like, Osan could quite easily had to take my chances. Have won that game. Yeah, I think the, the Wookie had a couple of good chances. Uh, Everton played from the start, which from what from what I hear is unusual. He's normally a, a sub, yeah, but sub, yeah. played him against his old club. Um, and it was all made up uh, in the ninety third minute. Osan got a, a free kick on the edge of the box, and you could just and Jeprov stepped up, and you could just imagine him doing what he did the other week when he. Well, who was that against? He, he put one Cheju. in against Cheju in the la right in the like nine, ninety something minute, right? Yeah. For the equaliser, was it equaliser or winner? That was, that was a winner. Yeah, the equaliser to each. Yeah, for the equaliser for two each. Uh, but this time he lined up the wall perfectly. It's like doing his this, that, and the other, and, and then he just twatted it right over the top. So it's like, get in. You know that we really are like I'm like a fountain of knowledge. That you're like a little like a faucet that gets turned on every now and again when FC Sober's been talked about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> what do we bring to the podcast, Paul? <laughs> so to sum up, uh, Incheon beat Chonnam two 0 in extra time. They did indeed. Seoul beat Ulsan two one in regular time. So the final, thirty first of October, one thirty in the afternoon at Sangam. Be there or be square. Which is a pretty ridiculous time of an FA Cup. I mean, any cup final. At all, I mean, it's a bit ridiculous. At one thirty on a Saturday afternoon, it's just like football. Surely, it's, surely it's been mandated by the police because of the previous history between Incheon and Seoul fans. Yeah. <laughs> to, to, to be honest, if there was any two teams you didn't want in, 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 in the FA Cup final, probably was Seoul and Incheon. Um, but yeah, that would be an interesting game. I think uh, it's going to go either one or two ways. It's either going to be an incredibly boring uh, nothing each, extra time and penalties. Or uh, so we'll win at five now or five one. Hopefully the latter after last year's debacle. Well, you thought it was a debacle. I thought it was a pretty good game, but um, but I think for me the interesting 
or the most interesting thing about the game is where will I be? What end will I be in? Who will I be standing with? I thought you said you're going to be at work because you can't get there because of the early start. I probably will be at work, yeah. I'll probably be, be, be meeting you afterwards. It's going to be a good day though. Can you bring the FA Cup up from Tanchon? I was actually half inclined to bring it back yesterday. There probably is a camera watching you. Probably. You're previous for uh, taking things from Tanchon that, that you shouldn't have done. Three points yesterday, apparently. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, you, you didn't deserve those three points, that's for certain. That was a pretty sweet link, I guess, Paul, to move on to reviewing the Keeley Classic. I guess this was up next. So I guess we start with the bottom half of the table. Sounds good to me. I think in last week's podcast we said there was only one important match in the whole of this bottom split, and that was going to be Pusan versus <coughs> Kwangju. And then we didn't actually bother to look at when that was going to be because we were out of the office, so to speak. And it turned out that the first round match was Pusan versus Kwangju. Which Pusan had to win if they were to keep alive any hope of not being either relegated or in a playoff. And of course, Pusan won 14 now. <laughs> Except Kwangju got 15 goals. So, <laughs> yes. so they actually won 1 0. Yeah. So uh, Kwangju won 1 0. Uh, Pusan definitely, at the very least, or I guess at the very best, uh, will be playing off um, to to survive another year in the classic. But you've got to imagine, looking at the teams below, sorry, looking at the teams in the in the challenge, which we will do when we preview review. <laughs> uh, looking at those teams, uh, there's a couple of those teams you think could give Pusan a pretty hard game. Not least of all, Su Wan. So, as we said, Kwangju beating Pusan means that Kwangju are now safe for the season. Well, unless recent reports are anything to go by. Which I guess we'll get into in a bit later, yeah. but yeah. So, Kwangju will have another year in the Classic if they're still alive and, and are still around. Uh, Pusan, now, as I said, the best that they can hope for is a playoff spot. But they could actually be caught by Tejon, I think. So, Tejon needed to win this weekend to sort of re- retain a mathematical chance of catching Pusan. Yep. Tejon also needed to be called Dejon as well when we were doing the review, but uh, apparently not. We still we call him Tejon, Tuchon, Puchon, and whatever else we can possibly mispronounce a name with. Maka. Maka. So, yeah. So Dejon had a chance to bring to pull some points back on uh, Pusan and uh, yeah, everyone's favourite Kim gave them the lead and with eight minutes to go, Kim Taebong. So I mean, quite why he's everyone's favourite Kim, I have no idea. <laughs> but that's their third third win of the season. Uh, if Sokka could tell me exactly, I would know. But yeah, I think it is the third, it is third, third, win. third win of the season. <laughs> Chonnam Dragons obviously suffering a bit of a hangover from crashing out of them playing 120 minutes midweek and crashing out of the FA Cup. So, I guess Tejon couldn't have wished for a better time to play them. That was a really smooth link there, pal. Thank God we didn't have to do four takes for that one, eh? <laughs> anyway, yes. So, obviously, John Am Dragons doing the exact same as John Am Dragons did last year. Uh, which was... Which Dragons? John Am. John Am. Whatever they're called. John Am or John Nam? John Am. <laughs> which is it? Make your mind up. John Am. <laughs> So John Am Dragons doing exactly what they did last year, uh, apart from firing, apart from sacking their manager, which they haven't done yet, but they probably will do in the next two weeks. But, um, but actually, Tejon also have form for 
sort of starting to play well when it's way too late. Yeah, but do you want to form for actually after the last season <clears throat> when they finished in the bottom six, they lost like three of the last five games. Uh, sacked their manager. Half the players went on went, went on vacation. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, yep, they don't really care. But that that d- defeat to Dejan is probably still going to be a hard one to take. I mean, Dejan have been absolutely woeful. The fact that we even able to score a goal is pretty amazing. Um, in the other game, um, probably like the two informed best teams of the bottom six, if there's such a thing, was Incheon v Osan. Paul, what happened? Finished to all. Brilliant analysis. Incheon took the lead with a penalty after about 15 minutes. And then also went 2-1 ahead with a goal from Jong Do-hong and the Wookiee. And then after the after going 2-1 two, two ahead within two minutes, Incheon were back level with a goal from Jin Song-wook. And that's the way it stayed for the last 10 minutes. So, so we have Shin-wook and Song-wook. Why isn't Song-wook called the Wookiee as well? He's not uh, probably not tall enough. Oh, okay, yeah, or hairy or enough. Hairy enough. <laughs> honors, honors, even in that game. So after the first round of the split, the bottom six still in the same order. Some of the points gaps have changed, and I guess as as, a, as I mentioned when I opened this segment, the one important game with the split has happened. Kwangju beat Pusan. Kwangju are safe. Uh, you and I frequent a well-known English language Korean football forum, don't we? And people there have been saying that this year's split is one of the most uninteresting for years. Yeah, which I think quite strange because, sure, the bottom is pretty poor and pretty predictable, but the top is pretty pretty exciting. I think so. I mean, the, the expectation is that Chumbuk are going to walk the title at some point, although they're doing their best not to. But beyond that, second to fifth is sort of fair game, right? It's always a few points. I think Suwon, who are in second at the moment, could easily finish fifth if they carry on the way they are. Yep. Um, so, I guess we'll talk about the first ra- the first round of matches in the the, the upper split. If we have to. <laughs> okay. Yes. So first up on Saturday we had uh, the game that John Book didn't want to have, which was John Book v Pohang. I think we talked about this uh, last week. We did indeed, and we said that the, the KFA or the K League authorities had deliberately picked this this pairing for the opening round to try and make it more interesting. And they did. And you said you clearly said that Poang would take points off Chumbuk. I did, yeah. Uh, having looked at it, having analysed it, like Poang seemingly had the beating of Chumbuk really in the last three games, um, knocked them out the cup, um, and then beat them three 0 embarrassing them actually three 0 like in the steel yard. So I did predict that they would take points off them this game. I was convinced that at the very least they would get a draw, but I, my head. My heart was probably saying more than that they would win. And uh, yeah, they popped up in the 92nd minute, I believe it was. Um, Shin Jin Ho probably won't get an easier goal, but at the same time, probably won't score a more important goal either um, than this one. And yeah. So you actually only watched the last 30 minutes or so of this one? Right? Uh, I saw the last 20 in the gym, yeah. And I, I watch everything except the first 10 minutes. Um, both teams look really poor. For most of the match, it was very scrappy. And they both had chances, and they both missed those easy chances. Uh, I think I mentioned earlier that Kim Sung there had a good chance to score, probably about with about ten minutes to go, and he shot it straight at the keeper from five yards out. So 
and at that stage it looked nailed on for a nil-nil draw. Uh, but I guess Chombuk were chasing the win at the end and they got caught out on a counter-attack. It was two... two... it was two Puang players, one Chumbuk defender chasing back and the goalie and he squared it, took the goalie out of the equation and he just banged it into the net for him. I mean, actually, the goal itself came from a John Book corner. Yeah. The corner was played in, the, 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 the ball broke and I think just maybe like 10 yards inside the Pohang half. And the, and the John Book player just looked like he was like a statue waiting the ball coming to him. Pohang guy, no idea who it was, nipped in, grabbed it, sprinted up the pitch, squared it, as you said, took the goalkeeper right out of the equation, brilliant ball, um, and Shin Jin Ho really had a tap in. Looked like he'd taken way too much time. Yeah, I was Looked like he was going to fall over. <laughs> I was like, you're watching it going, hit it, hit it, hit it. Like, he just looked as if he was like teeing it up as if, ah, as if it was a penalty or something. And yeah, he, he, he could have stroked it in, in the back of the net. And the goalie had the nerve to turn around and appeal for offside. Did you see that? Yeah, which was like crazy because like, the guy was by far, by far onside. I mean, he, he ran from his own half. Like, the ball was picked up in the half. He ran from the half. I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure he was onside and it was a backward pass, so it was never any, never any question. There was never any question. But yeah, I mean, he, he ran from his own half. It was a backward pass. The, the, yeah, there was never any question about being offside. I think it was just uh, Quan being a bit of a twat, to be perfectly honest. Um, John Book had a pretty decent penalty claim uh, in about the 85th minute. Again, it was a shot. I think it was um, handball. Yeah, it was Edon Gook in the box gave it to Han Kyuwon, I think maybe, who did this little shimmy, dummied one defender and shot, and it did strike the other defender's hand. But it was the whole ball to hand question. It was the whole right? ball to hand as opposed to hand to ball. Uh, I think it would have been a very tough penalty uh, to have. To it, have it would have been harsh if they'd given it, but yeah. I think. Because then it's prob- John Book and how biased the referees are we, towards John We probably John commented Burke. a few times about how favourable treatment from the refs that John Book get. Yeah. We wouldn't have been surprised if they'd gotten that. I, wasn't, I, was actually, I was surprised that they didn't get it, to be honest. But, uh, I mean, I don't know if the referee, maybe, maybe he didn't see it clearly enough. But the, what I saw, they, John Book were chasing the game. I think John Book threw everything at Pohang. But uh, you always felt, yeah, I mean, like, it was great. It was great to see Pohang win. Which obviously put the title race back, I think, I think I called it on Twitter, the cat amongst the pigeons. Uh, unfortunately, the pigeons have come home to roost at Suwon. Who, <laughs> um, at home against Jeju. The pigeons of, the Suwon pigeons have once again proved themselves to be flying rats. Yeah. I mean, when I previewed this game on my blog, I, I actually was amazed that Suwon have scored 10 goals against Jeju this season. They've actually scored four goals twice. Uh, they've beaten them 4-2, and I think they drew on 4-3. And they were not even at the races in, in, in this game. Like Jeju ran out 1-0 winners. Uh, Bang Suk in the 40th minute. I don't know much about what happened in, in, in the game, but for Suwon to be at home with the chance of winning against a team that they've humped all season, uh, to go back to five points, make it interesting... And to lose at home to Jeju is nothing short of unacceptable. They they don't deserve to win the title. No, they don't deserve to be second. 
Or third. Or fourth. Or fourth, or fifth, or sixth. Or something. Fact, they should be relegated. <laughs> <laughs> Just relegate them now. Um, relegate them now. They bring nothing. This brings Zoo on City up. So we at least have one set of rats that we can support. Or at least okay. score four goals this <laughs> yes. weekend. I mean, I'm amazed. I couldn't believe that uh, Sue won lost. Uh, I think that when you were texting me about Dejon winning and Daegu losing, I was like, Sue won lost. Like, I, I couldn't believe Sue won lost. I, I think we commented last week that, that we assumed the K League have ranged it this way to give yeah. Chambuk their hardest fixture and Sue won their easiest fixture to try and maintain the title race. And Sue won obviously haven't read the script. They've just. They've completely bottled it again. Yeah, bottled it. And every time, we've seen this numerous occasions this season, Chumbuk mess up on the Saturday, and then Suwon, you think Suwon have got the chance, and they, they also bottle it. They've bottled it every time, haven't yeah. they? But, I mean, if you actually look at Suwon's, if you look at Suwon's season, this whole season, right? FA Cup crashed out really early, right? Ch- to Chunnam at to, home. To Chunnam at home. <coughs> ACL. <coughs> Arguably the easiest... Uh, match of the four teams, easiest match. Seoul Gamba was a tough one. Uh, Songnam Guangzhou, a tough one. Uh, John Book, um, uh, Antlers, Kashiwa, Kashiwa, tough one. Kashiwa, Kashima. It wasn't Kashima. the it wasn't the Antlers. Seoul knocked them out. Kashiwa, Kashiwa, Raisol, Raisol, and Suwon. I pretty much they they the easier game. And like, Suwon have bottled it all season. Like every single time there's been any pressure put on them at all, they bottled it. Um, and I think Jeju are going to Jeju, uh, Jumbo are going to win the league. But in fairness, like they're going to win the league because the nearest challengers have bottled it, and because the other teams, the the, the other big four, or big big whatever big three. And like Suwa and Seoul, Pohang and Osan have been shot. I, I guess if you look at, at it at the start, Seoul had a sl- Seoul had a really slow start. Chumbuk had a really storming start, and that's the that's the difference yeah. in the season, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, hopefully, if Seoul keep Adriano next season and make a, a little bit a little better start, then next year might be a bit competitive. I, I I'll be honest. I haven't rated Chumbuk for a long, long time. Like they started brilliantly. Like I mean, at the time. When we were first in the podcast, you know, like at the beginning of the season, we were predicting that the league was going to be over before the leaves started falling, like before the monsoon season. And we're four games to, to go, and technically it's not even over yet. Technically, there are still four teams that can win it. Oh, yeah, there are now. It was five. It was five, which is a great link, Paul, to tell us what happened in Songnam, Seoul, Paul. So clearly, for the last few weeks, I've been saying mathematically, Seoul's still in it. They have to win every game. Chumbuk have to lose every game. Chumbuk did their part in losing this weekend again. I think that's two, three, two, three, two or three losses on the trot now for Chumbuk. Uh, for Chumbuk, it's definitely two. Definitely two. And Jeju Seoul and had Kwang. two wins on the trot coming into this with the Kwangju and the Chunnam. Needed to win at the weekend to keep the title dream alive. Songnam also needed to win to keep their mathematical title dream alive. What? Do, do you want to have your review first or do you want to have my review first? So yeah, Paul, I'll give you my review first. It'll be brief. Um, the first 45 seconds were great. <laughs> the next uh, 90 minutes were shit. Um, yeah, what can I say? I'd barely sat down, uh, told the security guard I didn't have a knife, 
uh, got my beer confiscated, pulled into paper cups, and then relocated to the other side of the of the singing section uh, when Soul scored. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I wish they had. <laughs> when Songnam scored, uh, Kim Sungjin latching on a, a pretty sweet uh, cross in, uh, into the box with an assist from Molina. Yeah, with Molina doing his usual great thinking he was still playing for Songnam again, I guess. Um, <clears throat> for the first ten minutes, Songnam pummeled so. Uh, it looked like it could have been two or three for the first. 10-20 minutes was boys against men wasn't it it's all were misplaced passes kicking yeah. out for throw-ins it was ridiculous we so were all over the place like and I think when the ball broke I think it was Nam Jin Jae uh, the ball came to me with a, a beautiful back heel yeah. I mean that had to be goal of the season they like, right into the path of Wangy Joe picked it up took one touch looked up and smashed it straight into the goalkeeper's chest um, had he placed it either side of the keeper it was 2-0. It was 2-0. It was 2-0 and game over. Because at, at that point, so looked completely devoid of anything. Um, but instead, what happened was he he, he failed to, to score. He didn't score. And Kim Hagbum at that point decided to shut up shop. Like, like enough was enough. Let's not have another attack. Come on, boys. That's not how we play football. I guess the chance came too early for him, right? You, you're always saying he needs he need six or seven chances yeah. for a goal. So that was his first or second chance. Second. Second, I think, in the game, yeah. So... Came too early. Came too early, uh, and then for some reason, known only to himself, Kim Hagbom just put five men behind the ball. Uh, sorry, five men in defence, like ten behind the ball. Uh, left Wang Yijo on his own. In the second half, the few times that Wang Yijo got the ball, there was just no one anywhere near him. He was forced to run down the wing and shoot from like ridiculous angles, which is where I think eventually he ended up with something like six shots at goal. But they were all just just like snaps from like the, the, the right uh, the left wing. But to be um, fair, that 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 strategy did work for eighty odd minutes, didn't it? Because Seoul had a lot of possession. Yeah. Every time there were like eight or nine Songnam men behind the ball, and Seoul were just passing it around. They couldn't get any any kind of penetration. I mean, it did work, but I think it was just too long. It was too soon. Hey, I don't have a problem with parking the bus. I really don't. Mm-hmm. Like, particularly in a game where a win was hugely important. I mean, a win would have taken us to within two points of Pohang. I mean, we keep talking about title dreams, etc., etc., but realistically, it's all about Pohang, Seoul, and Songnam going for the, the third third spot in, in the league. Suwon now, they soon have lost. Yeah, I guess. Now so it's now it's the four of them, yeah? Or was it four of them? Um, so I get why he did it. I get why he, he, he kind of... Um, Parked the bus, but I guess he was probably looking back to the the game a month or so ago at Sangam when he scored. When it worked, and it worked, yeah. And Seoul but, was hugely frustrated and couldn't score. And but for me, you you park the bus, and I'm not having a dig, but you park the bus against a team that's better than you. And I don't actually think so. Even across the board, are better, but particularly on the day, I didn't see anything coming from Seoul in that first half mm. that should have made Seoul. I'm terrified. Yeah. There was nothing from Seoul that made Songnam, that should have made Songnam think we can win this. I agree. And I think had they attacked second half, they'd, they'd have won it. But five across the back, Kim Do Hyun coming off way earlier than he had to. He was he was tired, but he wasn't exhausted. He wasn't finished. I mean, he had another uh, another good ten minutes in him. Uh, and yeah, he made 
and I don't say this often about Kim, but he made wrong choices at wrong times, and uh, he blew it. And he's blowing, potentially blowing the ACL chance, because now five points behind Pohang, Pohang are on fire. Pohang look, look like the form team. We have to go there in two weeks. Sorry, two games. Uh, uh, it's looking almost, almost impossible now that that will be an ACL next year uh, against a Seoul team that we were more than capable of beating on the day. I'm not saying we're a better team across the season, or we're, we're a better team in general. Like you have class players like Adriano. We don't have an Adriano. I mean, Wang Yijo is a good goal scorer, but Adriano is more than just a goal scorer. I think um, we don't have that kind of player. But I think on the day, we were more than a match and should have won it. I mean, <coughs> definitely for the first 85 minutes, Seoul were poor. There were so many misplaced passes, so so devoid of any kind of idea about how to break down Songnam's defence. And then 86th minute, Cross was popped in, Osmar headed it in, and Koyan beat the goalie to the ball and got it in the net for the equaliser. And at that time, I guess Seoul fans were happy. I mean, obviously the title dream would have been over, but the important thing is not to lose ground on Songnam, so one all, we're happy. Yep. And then four minutes later, Adriano got, gets the ball just outside the D. He passes it to Yunjute, who's on the edge of the box, and then he runs forward into the six-yard box, and Yunjute loops it in, and Adriano heads it in for a 2-1. So that was sort of 90, maybe 91 minutes. 92nd, I think, because there was still one minute left, yeah. So they had a bit of time to... A bit of time to try and claw something back, but yeah. not much. But I mean, I think um, again, like, as I said to you like, after the game, like I think when the first goal went in, uh, I was pretty sure that so that so would score a second, even with only four minutes left. Even with four minutes left, I was pretty sure it was going to finish two one. I wasn't surprised it was two one. Sonam had defended for nine, for basically like for eighty four minutes. Uh, they. When, when it went one each, they, did, they had no idea what to do. They came to was off the pitch. They had no captain. Uh, Jang Hak Young, uh, I mean, he he takes over the captaincy whenever Kim goes off the pitch normally. Yeah. Um, but th- at 34 years of age, he's slow. And I think he's, he, he, he wasn't really there to inspire the team on to like, a victory. I, I, I just feel like it was, it was a game that could have been should have been won um, by by half time. By by half time, yeah. Songnam should have had it wrapped up by half time. Should have done. They didn't, and he, like even midway through the second half, when I think Seoul had a couple of penalty claims, which were turned away by the referee, maybe validly, maybe not, depending on how you interpret things. But I was saying to Ali, good friend of the podcast, Ali was standing next to me, I was saying, well, today's clearly not Seoul's day. Yeah. They could probably play another 90 minutes and still not score. And then popped up at the end with two goals and three points in the bag. Yep. Should be noted as well that for such a big game, like a pretty huge game, I mean, like two teams battling for for an ACL spot, there was 7,500 fans there. I'm always surprised by the difference in the number of Seoul fans that go to Suwon and the number of Seoul fans that go to Songnam, given that the the distance is relatively similar, isn't it? Yeah. It's not like sometimes particularly difficult to get to. You just take the subway, get off at Yardap yeah. and you're there. I, I would I would actually say that Suwon's probably more difficult to get to. Yeah. Um, but, but, but there always seems more Seoul fans at, at Suwon than there's at Tantan. Yeah, yeah I, I guess there's 
Uh, no, no matter how much we take the piss out of the supermatch, I guess it is still more of an attraction to... Yeah. I mean, it's an interesting... I mean, I think they, as pissed off as I was at the score, um, I think on the end of it, I'm not going to say it was justified, I'm not going to say Sol should, should have won 2-1, but I think based on Kim Hatbaum's tactics, based on like, what he did, I think hopefully it's a lesson that he's learned. That, that when you are in the ascendancy, keep going. Yeah. Like win the game. Like, like you don't stop. Don't try to win the game one 0 Like when you can win, the potential is it to win the game two or three 0 I mean, go for it. Yeah, clearly, for the first hour or so, Songnam were completely, completely ruling the roost over Seoul. Yeah. And it was a mistake to try and sit back and win one 0 when they could yeah. have got two or three easily. They, 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 the game changed. When he took off Kim Do-hyun. when because at that point Sonam had nothing in midfield, no idea what they were doing, uh, and just slowly but surely Seoul just crept back in and crept back in and crept back in. So if we sum up the top half of the table now, um, obviously Chongbuk lost, so they're still 68 points. Suwon lost, still on 60 points. Yep. Still got an eight-point gap with now four games to go, so 12 points on the table. Yep. You still feel that Chumbuk are going to win this at some point, right? Uh, I have to be honest, I think Chumbuk are going to win it uh, probably in two games time. Because so, cause Songnam are going to beat Seoul, uh, Songnam are going to beat Suwon, and then yeah. Chumbuk will win. So. I think, I think Songnam will beat Suwon, and Chumbuk will get something at Seoul, so it might even be over next weekend. Yeah, quite possibly. If, it, if, it, if, if Chumbuk draw with uh, Seoul, on the Sunday, and if Suwon and if Sonam beat Suwon on the Saturday, I think that's it over, yeah? Nine points, nine play, no, it's not. But goal difference, probably. Uh, goal difference is similar, so. Okay, so in two weeks' time, it'll be over, I reckon. But yeah, Chumbuk on 68, Suwon on 60, Puangno on 59. 59, in third. yeah. Um, Seoul on 57 in fourth. And Sonam on 54. 54 for Songnam in fifth, Cheju 49 in sixth. Okay, so what you're looking at is, I also believe as well that uh, that if, if Suwon beat, sorry, if Sonam beat Suwon, then Puan could go second, yeah. Yeah. Then Sonam, uh, Suwon's next game is the super match, right? Yeah. In which, Seoul. Against in, in Seoul, which you'd imagine that they could lose, and the game after that must be uh, away to Pohang. Yep, which they could also lose. They also lose, and the final game is Jongbuk, which you can't see them winning. So, you, so you, think some, you think Suwon will go five losses for this one? I think Suwon could actually end up... Um, At least three losses out of five, right? I, I reckon three out of five, yeah. So I reckon Suwon could actually end up in fourth. I think it'll be Jumbuk first, Pohang second, Seoul third, um, Suwon fourth, Songnam fifth. No, Songnam, Songnam, Songnam are going to get fourth with Seoul winning the FA Cup to get Songnam back. That's what I hope. Field. That's what I hope. But unfortunately, I don't think it's going to happen. But that's what I hope, yeah. They sometimes still have a chance that I get an ACL as long as Seoul win the cup and we beat uh, Suwon and Pohang. Yep. Two tough asks. And of course, I've been saying this from week one, Seoul are going to win the championship. The dream lives another week. It does do. They're now 11 points behind with 12 on the table. Four wins for Seoul, four losses for Chumbuk. The thing is, like, what you have to say right, is if Seoul beat Chumbuk, Next Sunday. It's three and three. Then I've got to take you serious. Well, 
you know, because the next one, the, the next one is super match, right? Which you better imagine, so we're going to be up for anyway, right? So, right? so they're going to win that one. But right? Surely Chumbuk are going to be are going to beat Cheju at some point. Well, they lost them last time they played them. I guess. I guess the important thing is, is, is it Chumbuk home to Cheju? It must be home, right? Yeah, it must be home. Yeah. Chumbuk are surely not going to lose five games. It's away. <laughs> Get out. Okay, so if Seoul, it's actually away. So if Seoul beat Jumbuk, right, and then Seoul play the Super Match on the Saturday, Jumbuk are away but, to Jeju on the Sunday. Seoul, Seoul are not going to win all five games. Even if Chumbuk lose all five, Seoul won't win all five. But what I'm saying is that if you got to that stage where you were actually two games away from it, that would be a pretty amazing turnaround. That's exactly when they fuck it up. It would be, yeah. It would be. Because Che doesn't have the mental agility to GS teams up to take opportunities like that. Obviously, I said Seoul were going to win the championship from day one. Yep. And obviously, it didn't look like it happening for the longest time. And then I, I sort of resurrected this story a few weeks ago when, it, when Seoul needed to win seven in a row and Chongbuk needed to lose six in a row. And of course, it looked very unlikely at that time. And Seoul have won three. Chongbuk have lost two, so now it's four and four as long as the dream's still alive. And I, I do recall that yesterday we talked with football statistics expert Miroslav, and I asked him for his opinion, what, what, what percentage chance do you think Seoul will have of winning the championship this year? And he said 15%, which was a lot higher than I was expecting. Because if you, if you ask me, I'd say it's like 2, two maybe 3%. What's Seoul now's chances of winning it? No. Zero. Zero. <laughs> Shapes. <laughs> um, I mean, for unless, me, unless Chum will get a massive points deduction, <laughs> for going bankrupt. Uh, for me, um, I think uh, the big thing now for for uh, Sonam is just to try and get fourth uh, behind Seoul. To like, and I think looking at the fixtures, like looking at the way it's going, if Suwon had to lose next Saturday uh, in Tanchon and then lose the super match. I can see Suwon blowing it. I can see because I think I don't think Suwon have the bottle to like um, keep it going. And then the next game is obviously going to be at Pohang. Yep. Um, sorry, home to Pohang. Sorry, and then home Which to. They lost earlier this season. Yeah, but when they were in the cake hats. Cake hats, and then home to John Book, Yeah. Isn't this the lot of the football fan, right? My my head says there's no way that Seoul can win the title, but. Four wins, four losses. It's possible. It's possible. And as long as it's possible, I'll still have a smidgen of hope in my heart that it will happen. I'll tell you what I will do as well. I'm, I'm going to make a prediction. It's possible Pohan could win it. That's not a prediction, that's a fact. <laughs> but, but actually, I wouldn't put it past Pohan if he, he still won the title. I mean, yeah. Pohan nine points behind with 12 on the table, so I think we can safely say that Suwon won't win it. Suwon yeah, blew it. Someone blew it on uh, Sunday. Losing to Jeju, blew it. But Pohan could still do it. So we're going to say, if you take Miroslav's prediction of 15% chance of Seoul winning it, that means there must be a 20 or 25% chance of Pohan winning it. Yeah, I reckon 20%, yeah. And then, so that would be 65% chance that Chumbo can win it. Mm. Surely the smart money's still on Chumbo. Alright, so that's the classic. So obviously when we were reviewing the lower half of the Classic, we said that with Kwangju's win, that means Pusan are probably locked in for the playoff, Taejeon locked in for automatic relegation. Obviously we're all very keen to know who Pusan are likely to face in the playoff. Um, I think last week in the podcast we said that 
this week's match between Puchon and Sangju was very important. If Puchon won it, they could still challenge to get into the top four. If they lost it, then the top four were pretty much locked in. I, th- I think we actually said that if Puchon won it, that it would earn them the right to change the name to Puchon. <laughs> I think that's what we actually said in the podcast. But they lost it, so they're still called Puchan. So they're still called Puchan. <laughs> unfortunately, unfortunately for the Poos. Clearly Almir and Piranha and the Lukian were too busy being TV stars for a week to focus on training and etc. Oh, Piranha did score. So we start with that game? Yeah, start that one. Okay, Sanju v. Boo or Puchan, whatever area you come from in, in Korea? Well, clearly this week they were Puchon because they were shit. Pretty much. I mean, like, I mean, like, Sangju seemed to have bounced back a little bit after losing... Um, I mean, we, we pretty much wrote them off after they lost half their teams. So. Yeah, but they've, they've, they've bounced back with a couple of important victories, a couple of big victories as well. I mean, I saw them against Eland at, uh, at, at the Lego Stadium, um, and they were absolutely awful, they were woeful. Yeah. They were worse than a Swedish hot dog. As I keep saying, in that really shitty craft 81 beer, or sorry, 81 craft beer. Um, but yeah, I mean, they, they, they pulled it back. They, they're kind of not giving up with, without a fight, I guess you could say. Uh, after, after this week's round of results, they've actually still got hope of winning the title, haven't yep. they? They're back on. I, found it, I have to say, that the weather was sad and depressed and upset at Songnam losing yesterday. It was good to see old Songnam captain Park Jim Po. Uh, score a penalty probably only that guy could score but anyway um, score a penalty to open the scoring for, for, for Sanju I believe it's his first goal for Sanju this season um, but yeah I mean like Sanju beat Puchon the Piranha did score um, uh, on the hour mark but I think it was a, bit, a little bit too little too late for um, for Puchon and yeah uh, that probably rules them out of the playoff spots they're six points behind Elan now. Yeah, which you have to imagine. With the next game coming up... They, they do have a game in hand, but... And they do play Elan next week, next Saturday, or next Sunday, maybe even. The, the traditional six-pointer. Yeah, which, if they won, fine, maybe they'll be back in it again. But you've got to imagine that just with their form, with their form against Elan's overall form, I know Elan didn't do too well the weekend, but their overall form, I reckon... Buchan will just miss out on a playoff spot, which is unfortunate because I think I would love to see Buchan in the the classic purely because it's another close stadium to go to. You can get to see Alan here prancing around in his pink boots. And I love the Azuma that 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 the works in my she's amazing. I love her bits. So Sangju won, sort of turning the form turning the form table on its head. Yep. Um how did the other challengers get on? Uh, so the other ones were obviously Daegu are sitting at atop the atop the table. Is that Daegu or Tegu? Because uh, they're top of Daegu. Because they're, they're top there, Tegu or Daegu? The Daegu. Daegu. When they're second, the Tegu. Uh, so Daegu, uh, podcast favourite listener, uh, Jonathan, not stop goal number 24 of the season uh, in five minutes. It looked as if it was all plain sailing. And then OKJ pulled it back. For Goyang, bear in mind Goyang are absolute howling. <coughs> uh, Palestinian Brazilian Idar uh, put Daegu 2 1 up in the 54th minute. Surely that was it? Nope. 
Goyang somehow amazingly scored two goals in uh, 62 and 73 to beat Daegu 3-2 at Daegu as well. So a huge defeat for Daegu. And they've been on a really decent run of form recently. Yeah, they? yeah. So I think they'd won their previous four or five games. Yeah, four or five. And then the, the, the last one against Goyang are pretty, as, as we said. Uh, I mean, Go, like, right now Goyang are sitting sixth on the table, but they're still pretty poor, yeah? Mm. Um, other, I guess like, the, the big one was uh, Ilan v Suwon at Lego Town. Yep. Um, I'm convinced I'm going to use Lego as much as possible with that team. In in the in the the, the ground where they do a ninety minute ninety minute period of silence every game in respect of we don't know who but in respect of the death of football because <laughs> there's no football played in that stadium uh, yeah so Eland had the chance to I guess um, well we didn't know they were losing I guess but anyway they had the chance to, to kind of claw some ground back uh, putting against Suwon the team above them. I mean, bear in mind, when it comes to the playoff, the team in fourth has to play the team in third, who then plays the team in second, who then plays the classic team. So, so if, if Elan had won that, they'd have been on 59 points. They'd have been two points behind Tegu with... Tegu. Two points behind Tegu. 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 Um, with f- f- four games to go. But... But, I mean, but, I mean Elan, they're still with a chance of winning it, but... Their form has been all over the place, like, I mean, in the last five games... It's like a traffic light, isn't it, there? Yeah, yeah, they've, like, lost one, one, two, drawn two. Uh, and Gyu scored again at the weekend, but we'll talk about that in a second, about the fact that he scored goal number 20, which is quite weird, because goal number 19 came in August, <laughs> or something like that. Um, but the the big point, or, or the big talking point about this game was that Suwon were 4 0 up at half time. And earlier on in the season when Eland went to Suwon they were they beat them five one in Suwon. Yeah. I think. And this time it was a complete turnaround. So Yeah. I mean in in fairness they looking at the stats for the game it was fifty percent possession, similar number of shots on target, similar number of shots on goal, similar number of like corners and everything. It just looked as if everything Suwon hit went in. Did you watch the highlights? That I sent you. I watched bits of them. Oh, it's a two-minute video. I can watch bits of it. <laughs> no, I didn't watch it. Obviously, Suwon were four and up at half time. Uh, can you take us through the goals? Like, were they? Was it anything spectacular? Was it defensive errors? Was Glory covered in glory, or was he covered in uh, embarrassment? Uh, I think there was. The first goal was really well taken. I think. Um, Pei Shinyong got the ball roughly on the edge of the area and he banged it into the top corner. Glory had no chance for that one. Um, that could probably be a little bit more dramatic but that goal, Paul. It was like pretty much the goal of the season con- contender. And then he picked it up, good ball in. Like the force of the shot was pretty, it was pretty, pretty amazing. It's the, it's the kind of, yeah, it, it wouldn't have looked out of place in the EPL or the Bundesliga. Right? Yeah, yeah, um, it's a pretty it's sweet the, strike. The kind of thing we see rarely in the K League, and we're always complaining that Korean strikers can't shoot with that kind of accuracy yeah. or power. So yeah, they were one 0 ahead after eleven minutes, and three minutes later, um, a long ball punted forward. The one of the Suwon players got it roughly on the edge of the six-yard box, trapped the ball, shot it. It reba- rebounded off Glory. He made the initial save. 
uh, rebounded off him, rebounded back off the striker and bounced towards the penalty spot where one guy swung and missed. Missed, yeah. But luckily it rebounded to his teammate who banged it in from roughly on the six-yard line. So 2-0, 15 minutes in. And some tack. Yep. And then nothing happened for the next sort of 20 minutes or so. And then 41 minutes in, Suwon had a corner, banged in. It bounced awkwardly and EJ Song, it, it, it bounced off his hand, so pen, clear penalty. Do you think it bounced off his hand or do you think he handled it? Um, I don't think he deliberately handled it, I think. But I think where he was standing, it was kind of like... I mean, do you think it was a penalty? Do you think it was a... I mean, you say clear penalty, do you think it was a clear penalty? I think it was. Okay. It wasn't. It wasn't like a. It wasn't one of those ball to hand. Yeah, because it was. It was becoming maybe more de- more deliberate. Yeah. It was. Yeah, I guess it was half and half. But it was a clear penalty. Um, Jappa s- stood up. Uh, Eyed the corner. Yeah, Glory said. Glory stood in the in the in the middle of the goal. Said, "You're gonna twat it. You're gonna kick it to the right." Japper kicked it to the left. The referee, the referee said, "No doing. You're going to take it again." Strange. Which I'm still not quite sure why. Presumably for encroachment by somebody, but hard to see in the in the highlights. So again, Japper versus Glory. Um, this time Glory went the other way. Japper went the other way. So same result. Three nil. Three nil. And then fourth goal for Suwon was a bit of a bag of tools, a bit of a bit of a mix up, I don't know what on there really. One guy might be on side, one guy might not have been. So yeah, again it was sort of a, a relatively longish ball punted forward and it looked like one guy was trying to beat the offside trap but probably failing. He looked he looked a good metre offside to me, but but I mean he actually failed to get the ball, didn't he? He, he tried to trap it and shoot it, but he messed it up, and it. I kind of bounced off his leg, yeah. Yeah, and it bounced back to Jap, who just booted it in the, or chipped it in the goal from roughly around the penalty spot. So that was four-one. Jumin Q uh, pulled one back in the eighty-six minute. Too little, too late. Uh, yeah. But I mean, good for him. He's not not been scored. I mean, the first half of the season he was on fire, wasn't he? Yeah. And recently he's been. Well, that's the thing. Like there was a stat recently about. Um, Comparing him and Jonathan, I think they're the two top goal scorers in the league. Jonathan on 24, Juman Gu on 20. Because uh, then the fact that Juman Gu, all joking apart, had like something like 18 uh, in in like August, roughly around the summer break. Yeah, kind of. He's obviously fallen way off, way out of form recently. Um, Jonathan has been the the more consistent of the two. So ex ex host of the podcast, Stevie. Spent most of the first twenty or so episodes raving about Jimingu, both for the number of goals he scored and also how how they were such classy goals, right? But recently he's been well off the boil. So, so he's basically including this goal right now. Yep. Th- this month he's scored four goals since August. Two in August, one September, one in October, compared to Jonathan, who has scored four in August. Five in September, and so far four in October. So Jonathan, who started really slowly, um, has kind of in the last three months has been banging them in. Whereas the opposite of uh, Jim and Gu, the, the Jim and Gu's top top month was when he scored 
seven. He scored seven goals in, 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 June. in June, which is when everyone was crying out for him to get the call up for the East Asian Cup um, and so on. So obviously, Uli watched this match. Yeah. As he seems to watch a lot of Elam matches for some reason. Uh, I believe he's asked Japa if he has any Korean parents. I guess the other matches weren't that important, right? Not in the grand scheme of things. We've already written off Kangwon, Chungju, Kyungnam and Ansan, so I guess go through the results. Yep, so basically like, we'll go through them quickly. Kangwon 3, Chungju 3. Uh, goals by Ihan Sam, Jonatas Beluso and Henan uh, for Kangwon and Chungju's goals were Kim Do Hyun, Oh Sung Bum and Kim Byung Oh. And for Ansan Police, which was played tonight, which we almost tonight, went to. We almost went to, but I had to work. We had Ansan 2, Gyeongnam 2, goals by Luati, whoever he is. <laughs> <laughs> the police obviously have no Brazilians because they're the police. Their goals were scored by Song Chang Ho, Shin Hyung Min, and then an equaliser in the 70th minute for Gyeongnam by Im Chung Gyeong. So I guess Suwon were the big winners. Well, Suwon and Sangju were the big winners this weekend. Yep. Both won. Taegu and Elan both lost. So. So the title, the table looks like uh, Daegu top on sixty-one, Sangju second on fifty-eight, Suwon, I guess joint second, I guess, uh, on fifty-eight, but with a goal difference of ten less than Sangju, so that's like an extra point. Elan fourth on fifty-six, Butchon probably out of things now unless they can beat Elan next week, uh, are 5th on 50. They've got their game in hand on Elan, right? So if they win their game in hand and they beat Elan, they'll be level on points. They'll level on points. But, but there's always a but, isn't there? But it's pretty doubtful. With the odd number of teams, so there's always one team having a, a week off, it means that everyone's got a different number of games to play, so it's, it's hard to make an accurate prediction about yeah. who's where. But I you'd mean, have to say that Elan haven't played the most number of games in that top five. Uh, they played 36 compared to Sangju's 34, and Buchon, Suwon, and Daegu's 35. So Elan have played the most games and are still in fourth. So yeah, you have to imagine that Elan are probably not performing. And they're, they're clearly not making the most of their home advantage. I think a few weeks ago we said they got most of their games at home for the last 10 rounds. Yeah. And their, their form's all over the place, isn't it? And yeah. Getting beaten 4 1 at home by a team that's one of your major promotion candidates is probably poor. Promotion rivals. Uh, yeah. Promotion rivals. I'm sure Steve, if he was here, would have one or two words to say about that. Probably including F. And C. And Rennie. And of course, in, in real mathematical terms, uh, Kangwon in 8th can't make the top 4, Ansan in 7th. Can't make, the, can't top make the top four. Koyang in sixth. Can. Can, just about, but probably not going to happen, is it? Going to happen. And Butchon, the only reason Butchon can make the top four is because they have a game in hand and they play Eland. So theoretically, it's still in their own hands? Still in their own hands. Win those Although two games. Their goal difference is a bit ropey, but. Yeah. They have a, a 13 goals of a difference. Or 13 of a goal difference, however you word that. Um, so you're looking at it thinking that's probably not going to, Butchon are probably not going to make the top four. But it does leave that, that interesting situation where Butchon could 
effectively end up in a classic next season. Which I wouldn't object. I wouldn't object to. No, I'd be quite happy with that. So I think we're about an hour into the podcast now, recording time. We've just about covered the reviews of last weekend's games. We have. There's obviously a plethora of other stuff to talk about. There was. Shall we cover that briefly? So, in our reviews of last week's action, we said that Kwangju beat Busan, secured their survival status for next year, but there was a, a little asterisk involved in that, right? Assuming they can find the funding. So, mm. you sent me a link earlier. Do you want to explain what that was all about? Well, it was in Korean. Um, so, basically, yeah, like I found a, a, an article online which basically said that Guangzhou at the beginning of the season were given something like five million dollars uh, or something by the by the local council in which to like fund fund their season. The rest of which had to be made up through sponsorships, through selling players, through events and so on. They've been unable to make up that money. They've been unable to find any more money. And they run the risk of being unable to pay the players' salaries for November and December. Yeah, I'm unsure as to what the the penalty for that is in Korea, in Scotland, in the UK, but definitely in Scotland, uh, it's a 15 point uh, deduction, which would put them back in the playoff spot um, if that's if, if that's what happened. Um, in the next four games, I'll be fine. Yeah, in the next four games, we're fine. Something tells me that I don't think that's what's going to happen in, in Korea. Uh, I get, I get, I get the feeling they'll probably be giving a slap in the wrist. But whether they actually go bankrupt, or whether they they're, they're actually uh, it causes them greater problems or not, I don't know. But I did raise a very interesting issue about the idea or the difference between citizen teams, as we call them in Korea, i.e., non-company-owned teams, teams owned by the council or by the fans, and uh, the chaebol teams or the company teams. Uh, you, for example, you look at the top half of the table and you have John Book owned by Hyundai, you have Pohang owned by Posco, you have Suwon owned by Samsung Group, but whatever Samsung is now, it's no longer it's Samsung Electronics. It's the advertising. It's an advertising uh, section. You have um, Seoul owned by GS. Yep, construction nominally, but... Construction, yeah. You have uh, Songnam, who are a citizens team, who have done exceptionally well, and probably the best any council-run team I've, I've ever done. You have Jeju, owned by SK. Uh, keep going down the table. You have Incheon, citizen team, done uh, exceptionally well as well, almost made top six. Rosan, owned by Hyundai Construction. Uh, you have uh, Jonam, also owned by POSCO. The, the conclusion is that I mean, if you talk to Seoul or Suwon fans, they're probably, uh, definitely Seoul fans, they they think that GS are mismanaging the club, so they want to get rid of GS. And the question I was asking that, do you really want to convert into a citizens club with no money? And they go, no, no, we want to find another chaebol to come and invest in it. Which chaebol do you think is going to invest that's not already invested in? Yeah. Unless it's someone like, I guess... LG. Well, LG and GS is basically the same. Same company, yeah. But I guess... Major companies in Korea that are not invested. The guys that own Asiana Airlines, so Kumho. Kumho. Uh, the guys that own Korean Air, who are relatively linked with Incheon as far as I understand. So. 
I mean, Kimo came on because I mean, Kimo sponsor Man United. They sponsor their own the um, the ACL, maybe even the the Champions League as well. I mean, Kimo had a big enough name in football that they could come in. I think they have a basketball or a volleyball team. So uh, potentially, yeah. I mean, I mean, they just having one. I mean, having a basketball or, or, or a volleyball team doesn't stop you having. I mean, GS have GS have their women's volleyball t- uh, women's volleyball team. Well, I mean, Samsung have Samsung lines. They have Samsung volleyball. They have Samsung basketball. And I, th- and I think that's the thing. I think for for a long time, if you remember like, years ago, like, the Sue One fans you used to have that banner saying "Millionaires" because they were quite rightly the richest team in the world because they were backed by Samsung. No, no, no longer. I mean, Samsung have sold them left, right and centre until they got them down to like the smallest group possible because Samsung wanted to focus in terms of sport on Samsung baseball Samsung Lions I think that is yeah? uh, who win the league every single year because they have the best players and th- there's more advertising more prestige involved in baseball but I think you've like I mean there is no de- there's no denying the fact that, that the league is lopsided like, the league is completely uh, geared towards Shea ball teams uh, when Songnam was owned by the Moonies, by the by the Free Moon Church of the Rising Star, whatever they were called, um, Church of Scientology. Yeah, they were that. That was their most their most successful period because he did invest in the club. He did, um, he and he and he loved the old old Reverend Moon for, for always false. Loved football, uh, hence the Peace Cup and so on. So I think at that point, like th- there was a, a a heavy investment in in Songnam. Now there's not. Now Songnam are just they are, are relying on homegrown players. Also, their budget for the last couple of years has been surprisingly high for assistance team. I don't know how high it is this year. I mean, Kim Do Hyun's on a lot of money, I would imagine. But but anyway, I think after after the efforts that Kwangju have gone through to, I mean, they came up through the playoffs last year, so. Yeah. Probably they're everyone's favourite for relegation this year. Yeah, and think they've surprised a lot of people. They've played some decent football at times, and they've probably going to finish tenth out of twelve. But they're still safe. They've still done better than Tejon, who thrashed in the league last year, and they've done better than Pusan, who are obviously a solid solid name as well. Yeah. I mean, it's it's going to be a shame. I mean, if they if they end up going going bankrupt and can't pay their wages and get a fifteen point. Uh, penalty or whatever, and if they end up, you know, like losing their place in the classic because of like like external issues instead of football issues, sorry, internal issues yep. instead of football issues, it, it, it's a it's a shame. Um, but it's more of an example of how football is no longer. It's just completely changing the all of the world. Um, I mean, a team like Granger who's fought, battled to to kind of earn their place and earn the right to play in a classic next year should be given that opportunity should be given that chance and for the sake of two months of wages which is probably not not excessive right I mean so yeah so hopefully someone hopefully something can be worked out hopefully like the the, the council will, will, will I have no idea what they can do but I was talking about this like on the weekend and I think the reason why Songnam have done 
so well and have invested so much is because I think Songnam really have taken, I think the, the Songnam mayor has really taken the idea of the club on, on, on board. Like he, he's up for re-election soon. Um, I, really hope he, I really hope he gets re-elected. Well, that's the thing about assistance clubs, right? When the mayor changes, everything can, can the, the funding can just change yeah. in an instant. But I mean, they, they do they, all those things. They, that as you saw they, before the game on on a Sunday, there was like the stands and the fairs, and uh, I mean, the, he has increased the crowd this year definitely. Like the, the, the ball beer thing is is the way forward. Um, having them sell he's, beer, and he's brought in some very interesting mascots. They are seagulls. They may not look like seagulls, but they are seagulls. I, I will say that friend of the book. Friend of the podcast Ali and friend of the podcast Steve and myself all made independent judgments that those mo- those mascots look like gollywogs from afar. Because from, afar. from from the away end, of course, which is like fifty meters back through the athletics track, all you can see is these black human-looking things with massive white eyes. So they just look like the typical Robinson's gollywog to mm. us, and we assume they were magpies. Rather than seagulls, but if you if you say they're seagulls, so I said seagulls. He said seagulls. So so they're magpies. So we assume they were supposed to be magpies, but they do look like gollywogs. Just before we move on to this week's previews, let me say one more thing. I saw a, a report this week saying that Chombuk have released a, a a cache of cacao emoticons with all their players' faces on. Would you, would you support something like that if, nope. if, if Songnam did it? Oh yeah. Would you send them to me continuously? I would. <laughs> like Huangy Joe sort of sticking his fingers up in there saying, fuck you, fuck you. <laughs> I would, I would, I, I would edit them as well. <laughs> so like, like, Kim Do-hyun giving you money. Which is probably a little bit of a touchy subject given the fact that it's all number one by the Moonies. So maybe we shouldn't do that because maybe it would involve him giving a mass marriage. I mean, I've never heard of... <laughs> it's funny for fuck's sake. Well... I, I was always scared about going to Songnam away games because you think you join in a mass, you join in a chant down in Songnam if suddenly you find you're married to the bird that was sat next to you. <laughs> That's why I go. <laughs> in in recent times, the marketing teams of each teams really stepped up to the game. So we've seen Seoul Songnam doing having a kind of marketing war, right? With yeah. with for the match last weekend. Suwon have also done some good marketing in recent years. Chonna, uh, Chonbuk and Ulsan have got their their uh, marketed branded beer, haven't they? Yeah. And Ulsan have got the, the Wookiee Burger, mm. which apparently is two soul defenders with Wookiee as the patty in the middle, <laughs> according to what I saw on Facebook. And now Chonbuk have got, come out with their emoticon, so despite these good marketing efforts, the, the crowds aren't really increasing. Is there any hope for Korean football? In a word? No. No. But we'll be there till the bitter end. We'll be there when the doors are closed. We'll be there cheering on our teams in, in the last Kaylee Classic of the of the of the millennium of the of the of history. And we don't know when that last match will be, but there are some matches this weekend that we should probably preview. Smooth, smoother. Like Smoother than a Wagook in Hongdae at 2am. Yep, there are. Let's start with the relegation group. Because no one cares. Dejan Pusan. Is that a bit quick? Okay. <laughs> it's 
Let's start with the relegation group. Mm -hmm. uh, there's only one game played on Saturday. That's uh, Dejan versus Busan. Presumably, if Busan win that, then everything's fixed for the relegation group. I believe so, yes. But I'm going to put that one down as a home win. You think, you think they're going to go on a bit of a run now? I think they would have won that one, at least. I mean, it's the... It's the the matchup of the two worst teams in the league who've been consistently poor. Yep. But I'm way put my money on Dejan winning that one. Okay. Uh, on Sunday, we have the, the other two games. We have uh, John Am v Osan, 2pm. That's obviously for TV. <laughs> <laughs> and we have Guangzhou v Incheon. Uh, I'm going to go for two away wins. Well, for Osan to beat Jonam and Enchant to beat Gwangja. Paul? I don't really give a flying fuck, to be honest. Okay. Paul was flaunting the robe and made earlier on about not swearing. I don't give a flying fig. Yes. But the league that matters, the one everyone's interested in, the big one, the challenge, uh, not, not the challenge. <laughs> the challenge. <laughs> was that a Freudian slip there? On purpose. Um, so on this Saturday we have two games, one of which I will be at. Um, we have Pohang v Jeju, and we have Songnam v Suwon. Jeju away again. Jeju away again. Uh, after Jeju winning Suwon, Pohang winning at Jongbuk, that one is a tough one, it's a big game as well. That that could see if Pohang lose that or fail to win, they could start to see that their, their kind of grip drop a little bit. Uh, my money's going to be on a Pohang home win. Uh, you're probably right, but we, from our point of view, we want a Jeju win, don't we? We definitely want, definitely want a Jeju win, definitely. And then Songnam presumably playing on Saturday as well? Songnam plays Suwon on a Saturday, 4pm kickoff. Songnam, Songnam won the last game against Suwon in Suwon, they won at 1-0. <coughs> the prior they got, one to that was pumped. in Suwon. They got pumped at home, though, didn't they? Yep. So the last two have been one each and one nil. Both of them are in Suwon. Uh, the one at home before that was a three 0 victory for Suwon. It's Songnam's last chance to kind of keep pushing for the ACL. If they lost that, they would probably be out of the race. So my mind's going to be on Songnam. Hopefully, my heart says one nil. My head said one each, but my heart says one nil. But I think it'll be one each. Which leaves one game on Sunday in the top half. It does, and it's Seoul v John Book. Title decider. In your head. Um, the game that will either... In your head, in your... <laughs> That's going to be the outro now, yeah. As I said earlier in, in the podcast, I think uh, if Seoul win that, I will start believing you. So, a win for Seoul. The title dreams are prolonged for one week. If they fail to win, it's all over. It's all about fighting for second, third, or fourth, or fifth, as we discussed earlier. So, probably the FA Cup final as well, yeah. Um, they played. Obviously, they played Chumbuk three times already this year. They got pumped at home for Pak Jeong's introduction match. They did. That was a howling. They then went away. Oh, pumping. They then went away and destroyed Chumbuk in terms of play and territory, but only 1-2-1. One, one. 
just before the split they went away again and lost 3-0 and they were completely destroyed that day so but again I've, I obviously I don't watch Chumbuk regularly but every time I've seen they've not been very good but they're somehow grinding out results which is the sign of a championship winning team isn't it <coughs> that's what they say yeah I mean usually like a team that, that wins unpretty or wins ugly is a team that kind of wins the league um, I mean the thing is that they're still winning obviously not <laughs> not against Pohang but they asked them the the week before <laughs> before and they're on a downward spiral of two losses but yeah I mean they're still they're still top of the table um, I, I, I'm, I'm not hugely convinced about your idea of of like um, so able to win the title but I think if, if so beat John Book yes it would keep Seoul's mathematical dreams alive but if Pohang beat Jeju on a Saturday and so beat John Book on a Sunday it kind of puts Pohang right back in that mix. Kind of puts Pohang like a good, what is it, like seven points we need to play for or six we need to play for. I mean, it's it kind of, and Pohang is the team, is it, they're the, they're the informed team right now. Mm-hmm. They're a dangerous team. Mm-hmm. And they've got, they've got a previous for winning in the last game of the season. Yeah, the last kick of the ball and the last thrown butt soldier on the pitch. They're going to be playing Seoul in the last game of the season, so... They are. You think we'll see Seoul playing Pohang for the title? I think we'll see Seoul play Pohang for three points. <laughs> <laughs> what those three points will mean, I, I have no idea. But yeah, so it's going to be an interesting weekend. Uh, for me, obviously, the big one is Songnam Suwon. Songnam have to beat Suwon to get their, their um, ACL hopes back on, on, on track again. So that brings us on to the challenge, Paul. Uh, so we'll just go, go through them quickly, Paul, if you can do the first couple, yeah. So again, we've got games Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Actually, we've got a game tomorrow, I believe. One of the games that uh, Sangju didn't play. Yes. Sangju versus Anyang? Or is it Anyang versus Sangju? Anyang, Anyang versus Sangju. What do you think will happen? 2-1 Sangju. Which would put Sangju top of the league. <coughs> and then come the weekend on Saturday we've got Kyungnam versus Kangwon pretty irrelevant but if you want to make a prediction I'll I'll, I'll allow it uh, one each Anyang versus Chungju also ir- irrelevant but in for a penny in for a pound uh, two each Come the Sunday, we've got Suwon versus Tegu, which is potentially an interesting match. Three each. <laughs> if you fucking say Elan are going to draw four each with Puchon, I'm going to kill you. Uh, 2-1 Puchon. I guess that's this is the key matchup for this weekend, isn't it? Yes. Puchon versus uh, Seoul, Seoul, Elan at home to Puchon. If Puchon win that, then it's back on for them potentially. Yes. If they lose... Then it's we're officially there, officially writing them off. We are officially writing them off, yes. And then on Monday, Sangju versus Koyang. We could go to that. Five each. Um, Sangju win that one now. Right. So I guess Sangju have the advantage that they're playing on the Monday. They know what they need to do. They, yes, they do. Um, Koyang surprised Tegu last week. You think they can surprise Sangju this week? No. So you're going for a home win? Home win, 2-1, Sangju. Um, so we're assuming that 
the top four will basically be decided by this weekend and we can stop paying attention to this league. Yes. So that's the end of this week's previews. All, all that remains is to decide on some outro music. Yep. And I think since you were kept emphasising how you wanted to get home and watch The Walking Dead, and we also talked about In Your Head, In Your Head, it's going to be The Cranberry Zombie. Sounds good. <laughs>